This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now, here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by The Caring Place. We're the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We're the ones that have been helping the homeless and the needy since 1922. We've been doing it uh, for 96 years, and now as we approach a new year, it will be our 97th year of helping those in the greatest of needs in a community to get them off the streets, get them a purpose in life, uh, help them get jobs, get them, uh, find homes, and become better people in our communities. Good morning again. I'm Ron Brummett. I'm the president here. I've been here 27 years, going on 28 years, and I want to say right away, just thank you for all of our donors and supporters and volunteers and partners that have come alongside of us this year and the previous years and allow us to be, be able to be compassionate and generous to those that come through our doors for need. You know, some people come to us because they just lost their job, they only have a place to stay and they just need a little help, little, just a little lift to get them back on their feet, but others come to us uh, with years of addiction or maybe it's a, a woman that's gone through domestic violence and it takes a little longer to help them you know heal a little mentally physically sometimes and then help them point them in the right direction give them the tools they need but we cannot do all that we do and just these last two months with thanksgiving and christmas if you go to our website at caringplace.org look at some of the videos what was what has been accomplished you know every day we're serving uh, over 1300 men women and children but then on these holidays, which are probably the worst and the hardest for most people that are going through hard times, because you look around, you know, what is advertiser telling us? What does the TV tell us? What do the billboards tell us? What is everywhere we go? People are shopping and they're happy and they're getting family members together. And it's a lot of shop, 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 maybe a little too much of that. But it's and they have nothing. And even just this past Christmas when we had our Christmas outreach, we had little small Christmas trees that were donated by a very generous donor and they were able many families were able to take that and t tag it along with their christmas presents to put under that tree and moms were just had tears in their eyes very grateful people and they probably would not had would not have had anything now does that change your life forever no but i'll tell you one thing it does let them know that people care that god cares that god loves them that people love them and they may be down right now, but they, they have to have hope and a, a brighter future. And that really does instill. And sometimes these people that are being helped in years past, uh, once they get their life turned around and they get better jobs and they just become more productive, they come back and they volunteer because they know exactly what it's like to have nothing or, or to be a, coming out of abusive a relationship or just having touch, you know, lost touch with reality because of the problems of life. And so that's the greatest blessing too, is to see people who have been helped come back and help others. So especially as we start the new year out, we're, we're having our mission, hope, hygiene drive. It starts off every January, runs for about three months. You can make a difference by simply collecting hygiene products. Go to our website at caringplace.org uh, slash uh, mission hope. 
uh, or just right on the front page. Here's a great big button there. And they'll take you to a page. They'll tell you what we're looking for. And these are hygiene products. Can you imagine not brushing your teeth for days or being able to wash your face, uh, to wash your hair? Uh, so we're asking you to go out, get order our purple bags, you know, maybe just a couple for your family. But if it's your business, your school, your faith organization, uh, maybe it's a condominium association, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, whatever, you're, whatever club you're in, uh, order the bags. We'll send them out to you. And we're asking you to fill them with toothbrush, toothpaste, you know, razors, little bars of soap are good, little bottles of shampoo. Uh, that we can put into those purple bags. We're going to use those hygiene products every day of the year. That's, you know, I'm saying 1,300 people. That's a lot of shampoo. That's a lot of soap. That's a lot of washcloths. And then we have our outreaches also. As we go into the streets of Broward County and Miami-Dade County, uh, trying to just befriend people that are very resistant to change and we'll take those hope totes with us those mission hope hygiene bags uh, we're not going to give them money but we're going to give them some so you know something we want you to know that we care about you uh, here's a gift uh, from us to you inside that bag will also be information of how to get off the streets and again we'll be using it every single day in our miami centers we have an indoor meal program uh, where we are looking for some additional help this year to expand it uh, to full capacity again. We, we shaved off a couple days last year because of finances, but we do have showers available, change of clothes, and so we use those products every single day. And the best way to do it is look for the BOGOs. You know, go to wherever you shop. Maybe it's a big store. I'm not going to mention any names, or maybe your local supermarket. And look for the BOGOs. Buy one, get one freeze. Toothbrush for your family, toothbrush for someone in need. A comb for somebody in your family, a comb for somebody in need. And we will use those bags. Really, we'll stockpile them. We'll use them all during the year. We'll have, we have our Thanksgiving on Good Friday coming up where we actually wash the feet of the homeless. We'll be giving them out. Thousands will be given out that day. And then we have our summer program. Then we're back to Thanksgiving and Christmas again. And you know something? You say, well, that, that's kind of a weird drive. Well, uh, it saves us tons of money. You and I know, both know that hygiene products are expensive. And so if you can do that for us as a group, make it a project. Uh, if it's a small amount of bags, we are asking you to deliver them to one of our centers. If you have you know, boxes of them, uh, we'll be happy to come pick them up. But that, those are funds that we save, even if we can get them at a cut rate price. And we can put, put that money into services. You know, last year, 88 cents out of every dollar went to direct services. And I would stack that up against any nonprofit. That's a very, very good return on anyone's investment. You know, you're going to have to have administration. You're going to have to have uh, other things that are not considered direct services to a person. But 88 cents out of every dollar, that's very, very high. And we're proud of that. We want you to know that when you give to us financially, we're going to take that and squeeze it <laughs> like, a, like a, every bit of juice is going to come out of it and do things is the best way we can. We believe that every gift that is given to us, we're stewards of that money. Faith organization, we're doubly uh, aware that we want people to know that when they give to us that we're going to do our best to make sure that that, that dollars, those, those funds are really given for services for people. You know, again, here's, I can't even believe it's 2019. I cannot believe that the years pass so quickly and just two days we'll have our New Year's. But today we have a great program. We've been on the air with WID now for nine years, uh, Mission Possible. This program is dedicated 
Of course, we're going to blow our own horn. We're going to tell you about the good things that we're doing in Miami, in Hollywood, in Pompano, how we're serving the homeless, how we're taking care of the needy. But we also want to highlight what else is happening that's good in our community. You know, news right now and has been for years and years and years, the old adage, if it bleeds, it leads. Uh, if there's commotion, there's arguments, uh, it's first to be on the news. And you know, many times we forget that we live in a very giving, loving community. You know, South Florida is very giving, very generous of their time, talent, and treasure. And there's good people in many organizations. We've had so many different organizations on over the years. But today we're going to hear from Jacob. He's the CEO of the Good Jewish Family Services and, and what, what they're doing in the community. And we're also going to hear from a volunteer, Maria Diaz. You know, by the way, if you haven't volunteered in a long time or maybe you've never volunteered, uh, will you consider volunteering with us this year? You know, just finding out the impact you can have, your talent can have on something. You know, we have volunteer uh, activities to, of course, prepare food and serve food, but we have teaching opportunities. Maybe you're good with your hands, you're a carpenter, you're a landscaper. We have all types of projects that we need to have accomplished. You can come alongside of us. Many larger groups will come out and do a whole half-day or a day project where they'll paint many of the rooms or they'll do a little mini makeover of our women's center and, and other, other projects. So you're going to hear from Maria about her experience. And then the highlight of every one of our programs is when you get to hear a changed life. And today we're going to have Sean. You know, many similar circumstances happen to people who become homeless, who experience homelessness, but they're always a different story. There's always a different twist. And you have to remember the people you see on the street are someone's, you know, maybe brother or cousin or son, uh, father of someone. So, again, we have a very powerful program. Thank you for listening. Uh, we're going to ask all God's best for you in the new year. And stay tuned right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. Well, once again, we're at that place in the program where we get to interview people in the community that are making a difference. And I know that every week you love this part because it's always someone different and it's always someone dynamic or someone just that has that compassion to help. And I'm very privileged today to have Jacob Schreiber with us. And he is the CEO of the Goodman Jewish Family Services of Broward County. So before I say anything more, uh, may I call you Jacob? Yeah, please. Okay. Well, thank you for being on our program today. Well, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Well, tell us a little bit about the Goodman Jewish Family Services of Broward County, and also tell us a little bit about yourself and how long you've been the CEO. Well, Goodman Jewish Family Services has been around for 54 years, and it's changed in a lot of, to, to meet the demands of the times. Right now, uh, what we do mostly is we help Holocaust survivors live in their homes with dignity, hope, and joy. And we provide financial assistance to uh, the hungry, um, people who are down on their luck in the entire community. We also help uh, victims of domestic abuse. We provide counseling services. We provide case management services. And again, while uh, we are Jewish Family Services, we are open to everybody in the community. I've been there now for about a year. It's been a privilege to work with some very good staff and very mm -hmm. dedicated people, not only at in Goodman Jewish Family Services, but also in the entire community. You meet so many good people like yourselves and like, like the mission here. 
Well, I know what, you know, sometimes we get to meet each other as we're out at different meetings, and uh, I think uh, we were connected uh, when Publix actually did their uh, big giveaway of over a million dollars to non over 70 nonprofit organizations. I love it when we get out of these doors and get to meet and shake hands with other wonderful people that are doing such great work. You, um, you yourself, tell us a little bit about why are you doing what you do as a CEO? Why have you chosen this path in life? Well, you know, I've always been involved in um, working with the Jewish community to do good uh, in, in a community. Uh, we call it tikkun olam, or repair the world, and that's one of our missions. And that is something that has inspired me. Um, you know, my parents always were philanthropic, and the people I've surrounded myself with are always doing something that is good for the community. Uh, I happen to work in my community. Um, I believe in Jewish values, um, you know, the Judeo-Christian values. And uh, that's what inspires me to uh, work uh, to help others. Um, up until now, I've worked mostly with uh, working with Jews to build their Jewish identity and to build community. And I've worked in Jewish community centers, and I've worked on college campuses. But this is really the first time I got to work uh, on the front lines of helping people uh, who, who need help. It says 36 times in, in the Bible that you should help the widow, the poor, the hungry. That's right. Uh, and that is, as we say, the, that's the mitzvah, or that's the, the deed yes. most often mentioned. Yes. So uh, I really follow that code, and uh, that's what uh, has me doing this type of work. Well, I know we've had such a great relationship uh, with so many different uh, temples uh, in both Broward County and Miami-Dade County, and I, I'm very appreciative of all the rabbis and the different congregations that really do get involved. Now, you, talk, you talked about Holocaust survivors, but there's so much more that the Goodman uh, Family Services are involved in. Um, domestic abuse, uh, senior isolation, food, uh, food insecurity. Talk a little bit about some of those other things. Well, those are issues that are part of the community a as a whole. Uh, unfortunately, uh, violence against women is getting worse, not better. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, seniors in need uh, and senior isolation is becoming a growing problem in America. So it's taking nonprofit organizations like, uh, like us and like ourselves here to really combat those problems. Um, there is a lot of work to do. Uh, Florida is does not have a lot of uh, money. It does not apportion uh, enough money, certainly, to the social services. And we're letting our seniors um, live in isolation. Uh, and again, I go back to the, the Judeo-Christian values of honoring your father and your mother. I don't think, as a society, we're doing a, a good enough job of that. And I don't think we realize how deep the pain is mm. uh, of isolation. So we're trying to do a needs assessment uh, in our community and see what types of programs we need to build in order to combat isolation. Uh, we have programs that are adopted grandparents, mm -hmm. um, friendly visitors, uh, friendly phone calls, just so people have that, that, that human touch. And I think uh, today in the digital world, um, with our data-driven world, we're, we're losing a little bit with that human touch. And that's not only with the millennials, um, who have their world that they're building, 
but with our seniors. So we need to do a lot more. And uh, Goodman JFS is out there on the front lines doing what we can. So you really try to connect the dots between the need and those who maybe want to come alongside also and help with that need. So uh, I'm sure you need volunteers. Right. I, and when you said something about even, um, how would you put it, the, the phone calling of being able to maybe call? Just call. Just call. Just, yeah, just uh, pick up the phone. We, we can connect people just to be able to call, check in, make wow. sure they're okay. And uh, that's not hard. That's anything. How easy is that for a volunteer who says, I would like to do something, but maybe they can't even uh, either have the time or the means to get beyond their door. Right. But they could call somebody. Well, if they want to volunteer, they certainly can call us at uh, 954-370-2140. It's 954-370-2140. Um, say they want to speak to the head of the volunteer department, and we'll get them uh, working with uh, some people. Now, is there a website they can go to? They can also go to www.jfsbroward.org. That's jfsbroward.org. Okay, so basically those are the initials of... Um, Jewish Family Services. Yes, that's right. So that makes it easy. I really encourage someone who's listening who says that, you know, they've been thinking about, I wish I could volunteer, and maybe you have been having trouble with finding uh, how to get outside of your house and go down to a center. Right. You know, even here at the mission, you know, we say, well, we have a campus in Miami, Hollywood, and Pompano, so we're always inviting you down. And maybe you're saying, I don't even know how to get there. Right. Here is a way of giving back, and you don't have to leave your home as long as you have a phone, and I'm sure they'll give you numbers and uh, maybe a little bit of what to say and uh, talk to somebody. Well, we'll certainly help. You know, we have not only seniors, um, but part of our senior population are Holocaust survivors. And talk about people who have uh, stories that are certainly worthwhile hearing and that will really make an impact on, on you, uh, on your children. Um, so adopting a Holocaust survivor is also something that uh, can be done. Well, I, I love these ideas, and these are ways that people can help in their community. I encourage someone who's listening, please either pick up the phone or go to the website. Now, listen, if you didn't get the phone number or you didn't get the website, you know that I'm always available to give you that information. Just go to caringplace.org. Say you heard this on the radio. You didn't quite get the number. I will email you back, or if you call us, um, I'll, I'll call you back and give you the number or the, or the website because we do want our community involved in so many different ways of helping. I, I, I just don't know how to thank you enough that you're involved in this, that you have this kind of compassion. Um, do you see volunteers of all ages that come alongside uh, the Federation and helps? I think everybody wants to help in one way or, or another, and everyone's got to just balance their time, and sometimes they just need the opportunity. They need someone to reach out their hand and bring them in. So whether people help us through volunteerism, through donations, it spans the gamut of uh, cultures, uh, ages, races, religions. So I think this is a big, caring community, and I don't think there's a shortage of people who care. Sometimes uh, it's just a, ma a matter of finding the right fit, the right time in right. life, and get them uh, hooked up and connected. Yeah, as I say, connecting the dots. So um, I encourage someone to give of your time. We always say here, time, talent, and treasure. Now, I'm sure you take financial donations as well. We do. That's Is the there any project out. right now that you need help with? Well, no, it's basically general. I think the, the, the project we need most help with right now is really our seniors in need. There are a lot of people out there that if we give a $50 food card, it makes yes. all the difference in the world. Amen. So um, that's something that you, they can do. They can go to our website. Again, it's 
jfsbroward.org and donate there, or they can give us a call um, okay. at JFS. Okay, well, that is wonderful. Well, I want to thank you, Jacob Schreiber, CEO, and make sure I say this right, of the Goodman Jewish Family Services of Broward County. Thank you for taking your time and being interviewed and, and just telling your story and what the need is out there in our community. God bless you so much. My pleasure. You too. Well, I love interviewing volunteers because they are very special to my heart since I started at the mission as the volunteer coordinator never thought I'd be the director of development but my core what I really love about the mission is working with volunteers and seeing their passion of helping so I have with me today Maria Diaz and first of all I'm just going to say welcome to the program Maria thank you it's a pleasure well you have some experience you've actually volunteered on campus and you're also uh, part of one of our campaigns but let's talk about your volunteer experience why did you come to be a volunteer what did you do and uh, what what was your experience in that well <clears throat> when God really moved my heart to start giving back more because you know he does work with us that way mm -hmm. I was obedient but the two things he put in my heart were uh, faith-based and local Mm. So I did some research and I really was moved by what the mission does. And I decided to come to the orientation and that's when I really fell in love with mm. what the organization does. I, I knew they were powerful, but I, I didn't realize how much they well, do for the community. What kind of ministry parts did you get to experience when you were on campus volunteering? Well, I've volunteered in the kitchen, mm -hmm. and I've volunteered at events that the outreaches that they do. Um, oh, the street the outreaches, uh -huh. yes. Also, so in the kitchen, oh, what what did you feel? Because you, if you're in the kitchen, depending on the time of day, but if you're here during the emergency feeding, uh, in the afternoon, you really see a lot of different people that are really hurting. What what did you feel about that? It was very humbling, uh, actually. What was the most surprising to me is all they want is a smile oh, a kind know. word mm -hmm. um, and a hot meal wow <laughs> you learned really fast <laughs> yes that honestly to me was was amazing how grateful they are for mm -hmm. that hot meal and when you just look at them with a sincere heart and mm -hmm. a smile they just light up and you've done some of the outreaches where we actually close down the street. I think you've done like Christmas in July, maybe some others. The Thanksgiving, uh, yes. Okay. So that's really different because now they're not coming in the building. Mm -hmm. um, it's all outside. A lot more volunteers. A lot more going on. What do you think about that? I mean, is that a benefit? Is uh, do, you, do you feel you've been here? You can tell me honestly. Do you think it was really helping the homeless or making any kind of impact? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially the children. They are so blessed by these events. These are kids that you know are not going to get anything for Christmas or are not going to get a Thanksgiving meal at Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And they really, I was the most touched by the children and how the, the mission goes out of their way to really mm -hmm. make it a neat experience for them. It's not just a handout. It's it's an experience. Oh wow. I, I didn't e I couldn't have said it any better and that was that was excellent coming from your heart. Now you actually are gonna be involved in one of the campaigns. It's called Mission Hope. We've been talking about it. If you haven't heard uh, me saying it on the radio or on the websites, um, Mission Hope are purple bags and we ask people to uh, fill them with hygiene products. So now it seems like you're gonna be taking this back to where you work. Can you mention uh, who that is and why would uh, a business like that want to get involved? 
Well, actually, um, the business that I work for is Heinz Property Management, mm-hmm. and they're they're a very large global company. Um, they're very big on philanthropy, and I am actually the face of my local property in Coral Gables to to get our property involved in some type of philanthropy, mm-hmm. and of course, um, my heart is tugged by the mission. So I I got permission to go ahead and. Um, put the Mission Hope bag um, recruiting, if Mm -hmm. you will, in our newsletter for all of our tenants. And we do have um, higher-end tenants, so I'm expecting a large turnaround. Well, that's great. So if you want to get involved, there are purple bags. We give them to you, and we give you the flyer that says the items we're looking for, like soap and toothbrushes and toothpaste, very, very hygiene type of items. And uh, then you can... You know, spread the love, give the bags out, and fill them. And I am so excited, Maria, that you're going to get where you work, Heinz Property Management in Miami. At least that's really global, so they have offices in a lot of different places. Thank you so much. You've seen behind the scenes how we give this stuff out um, at the outreaches. We give them in the bags, and we also use that product for our residents. So I love it when people say, well, I I collected this for you, but I don't know how you use it, (laughs) but you do. But we're at the end of our interview time, but Maria, we'll have to have you back, maybe do a longer interview, but thank you uh, for sharing your heart, and thank you for having a compassion to help. Well, once again, we're here where we get to listen to a life-changing testimony, and today I know you're going to really want to hear Sean's story, so I'm going to start off right uh, in the beginning to say welcome, Sean, to the program. Thank you very much. It's an honor to be here. Well, Sean, I know a little bit of your story. We've talked off air, and I know that people need to hear this story, but let's go back in time to your childhood. Um, Tell me about your family life a little bit. Okay. Uh, My parents were very young when I was born. Uh, They were about 16 years old. I dealt with, uh, you know, abuse around the home and uh, self-esteem issues and uh, kind of an outcast at school. And uh, to be honest with you, before I even got into the drug use, um, I felt Jesus Christ tugging on my heart uh, at a very early age. When I was uh, about nine or ten years old, um, I started having this reoccurring dream where I was sitting in the back seat of my father's car, and we were driving, and it was a torrential, you know, rain, rain going on, and Jesus Christ was actually hitchhiking. And I was begging, crying, crying for my father to go ahead and pick him up, pull over, pull over. Kept having this reoccurring dream. And I remember the last time of the dream, my father finally pulled over and picked him up. And it took me decades before I even realized what this, what this dream had meant. Uh, but prior to actually uh, looking for that relationship with Christ, uh, one of my coping skills for dealing with the abuse and uh, my self-esteem issues I was medicating with drugs um, with a little peer pressure. I started at an early age. I was 12 years old, started smoking marijuana on a regular basis, which uh, progressed into LSD, uh, cocaine. Um, As far as uh, employment, once I got up to 17 years old, I still was uh, heavily using the drugs. I did find a sales position job, uh, which worked out, uh, worked well. It was a very well, uh, very good income. And uh, I was obsessed with money and the drugs. And between drugs and the money, that was definitely my God at the time. 
and uh, I had this God-sized hole I thought the money and the drugs could could fill but and uh, you also got married so I did I did I was married for 17 years but in a way you both were doing the same kind of thing uh, yeah we were it was a it was a very it was a bad relationship and uh, to be honest with you after the years had progressed I, I realized uh, that marriage was based on you know she was more in love with the money and the drugs uh, than having the relationship as husband and wife well even if you both were in love, it's kind of hard to keep that going when uh, the drugs is overpowering the exactly. feelings exactly. Uh, that you might have had without the drugs right. or you could have made it. Sure. Uh, so you, you came to Miami um, early on. You were around 20. That's correct. My job had uh, transferred me down here to, to South Florida. And you're making great money. So you're a functioning addict for a long time. Yeah, for about 25 years as a functioning addict. Um, I was smoking a lot of pot, doing a lot of cocaine, um, continued to make six figures for, for decades, decades I was making six figures. Um, the economy did go downhill and uh, I couldn't, couldn't, uh, I couldn't uh, adjust my lifestyle as far as uh, the cut in income. And I started doing some uh, questionable business deals and uh, ended up in prison for three years on fraud charges. And but before that, you had really elevated to heroin, which is like, yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. that's the worst. Yeah, it is. When I got out of prison, I went right back to the heroin. Um, it got to a point where you needed to use just to get up and function and go to work. And that first year out of prison, and I was right back making six figures. Um, by the end of the year, I consumed the entire salary on drug usage and found myself without a home, uh, without able to provide for myself. Um, I ended up going out and continuing to get high. I experienced my first overdose uh, up in Palm Beach. I was revived by, uh, by some friends. The very next day I come down to Hialeah and uh, I experienced my second uh, overdose. A uh, police officer ended up uh, calling the paramedics. Okay, now we're going to have to stop there, and we're going to pick up the story. Okay. So um, you said off air that you walked across a, a graveyard, <laughs> a yeah, cemetery, uh, to get to the mission. So don't turn that dial. We're going to come back with more of Sean's story. Well, we're back with Sean, and he's going to give us uh, more of the story. I never can say the rest of the story because you are in the middle of, of your story. <laughs> um, you're going to have a, a more years of God doing great things, but you were in the second time an overdose. What happened? Well, after the uh, they released me from Jackson Memorial, I found myself in an area of Miami I was definitely not familiar with, and uh, I don't even think I've been in this area. And I walked around aimlessly, not sure where or what I was going to do. I ended up walking through a cemetery, which happens to be very close here to the mission. And uh, I say graveyard instead of cemetery because it looks like those old-fashioned uh, graveyards. It sure did. Yeah. It sure did. <laughs> um, at any rate, I actually ran into a homeless man, and uh, you know, I'd been crying out to the Lord while walking through that cemetery, asking, "Guide me. I need some help." And uh, this homeless gentleman pointed me in a direction. Uh, told me that I'd find shelter in that direction. And I followed uh, his lead. I ended up finding the Miami Rescue Mission. They're having a huge celebration. It was their Christmas in July celebration of last year. Uh, as soon as I set foot on the on the Miami Rescue Ground, I just I felt at ease finally for the first time in quite some time. Um, I met Pastor George, uh, who actually invited me in and uh, uh, pointed me in the direction of the regeneration program. And this is a program that I'm in currently. 
um, and the alpha phase, uh, week seven, almost halfway done with uh, with the alpha phase. And to get to the alpha stage, you know, you've been here, uh, you know, for a few months, you know, well, since uh, last year. That's right. So it takes a while to even get to be able to go into the alpha. If I can explain that to others that are listening, if you're part of the alpha program at the mission, it's like being the upperclassman of Harvard. You are very much looked up to here on the on the mission grounds. Absolutely. And other residents, when they see that you're at alpha, like it's like, oh wow, he made it. Right. Uh, right. You you are now like a senior. You know. Absolutely. Yeah, at, at Harvard, I would say. <laughs> yeah, I, I I like to explain it that way. Okay. So I, I think that's amazing. So you're at your wit's end. You're going through a cemetery. You ask someone to point you to the mission, and you walk in at Christmas in July into this huge celebration. Everybody's on the street. There's that's right. music. That's right. uh, there's just uh, more than a thousand people, uh, and all uh, food and clothing, and there's medical attention. There's uh, you know lots of giveaways. You must have thought, what in the world am I? walking into absolutely absolutely and uh, i thank god that i walked into it every day wow what a way to be welcomed <laughs> into the mission absolutely i love it and people say why do you do these outreaches you know four times a year isn't thanksgiving enough well the, you're the reason <laughs> <laughs> that's the reason that we do these things that's and right. thank you to all those supporters who help us because sean you might not be here if it wasn't for something like that that is right so tell us a little bit about what do you think the mission has really done now in the months that you have been here. How has your life changed, and oh, how is goodness. it going to stay on track? That's so much, so much I've learned here. Um, I def- and did Jesus finally get into the, your car? Of course he did, that last <laughs> dream. And uh, and it took me decades to realize what he was doing. He was saying, hey, Sean, let me into your life. And uh, with the help of Miami Rescue Mission, he's, he's definitely in my life now. And uh, thanks to the Miami Rescue Mission, I've acquired coping skills now other than getting high, um, healthy coping skills. Uh, they helped me get my life back on track. And, uh, you know, my life had been out of control. They've uh, helped me get it back in control and uh, taught me, to, you know, how, how to make it not get out of control again. And uh, the education center next door is, uh, has been a wonderful asset. Mr. Ken mm-hmm. Polanski, great gentleman, mm-hmm. uh, actually had me uh, thinking about and exploring the opportunity to uh, uh, go back to school. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take advantage of that. And believe it or not, mm-hmm. I'm going to get into substance abuse counseling. Wow. So I know that there's you've already had job offers uh, back into the field, but you also want to do this. And uh, you want to stay plugged into a local church. And these are some of the things that uh, we believe that will help keep you on track. And we just covet the prayers of the people that are prayer warriors out there will you pray for sean because we do need prayer to keep us on track and uh, thank you sean your your story is dynamic and maybe we'll hear be able to hear from you again thank you and god bless you well what a tremendous testimony and story of sean you know you just don't know uh, an act of kindness how it can transform a life how it can lead to a transformation life here sean he comes to one of our outreaches which really is uh, our christmas in july it's like a giant picnic and christmas all roll into one but many people come to these outreaches um, not just coming through our our, our doors they know that there's going to be free food and entertainment and giveaways and just good things and so the homeless and the people that are in need will come and just 
take advantage of the food, but then they meet other people, our volunteers, our staff, um, faith organizations will be there encouraging them, say, you know something, God loves you, he has a plan for you, uh, your life can be different, uh, will you take advantage? And that day, right that day, they can say, you know, I want to come in. No strings attached. You know, we don't tie anybody down or lock anyone around in a room. This is all a pure voluntary program. But we want to encourage people, especially those that have just about given up on themselves. And you hear many of the people that are, have experienced homelessness, they say, well, everyone gave up on me. I just gave up on myself. And you never know. So when you give to us, either financially or through your time, or maybe you have articles in your home that you've donated to our thrift store and to our, indust and to our centers to be used, you just don't know where that's going to lead. And so we are so happy to hear from Sean. As we approach the new year, happy new year, 2019, uh, coming right at us in a couple days. I can't believe how fast this year has gone by. And I think as we get older, uh, somehow, well, it's not no magic to it, but it somehow it seems like the years pass quicker. I don't know because the year is a shorter percentage of our entire lifetime, but as a child, a year was, you know, forever. And now a year, you blink and it's January, you blink again and it's Thanksgiving, you blink and it's Christmas, and then another year comes by. But we're gearing up to serve even more people in 2019. We need your help. You can help us with our mission, Hope Hygiene Drive. It's starting right now. You go to caringplace.org. You'll see it right on the front page. Uh, this is our annual program, uh, annual campaign, rather, for about three or four months. We'll be asking the community to order some of our purple bags. We send them right out to you, and you fill them with hygiene products. You know, people that are, that are on the streets, people that are in our centers, uh, you know, what is it like not to brush your teeth or comb your hair or wash your face and, and it just adds to the misery of being homeless so we will use these items every single day it's very simple go to the website caringplace.org get the bags if you have a small amount maybe it's just your family or a few friends uh, maybe if you have a small business we'd really appreciate going the extra mile dropping by one of our centers the locations are there but you have a ton if you maybe it's a school it's a big project and you have boxes uh, that are filled with these bags we will be happy to come and pick them up we will use these products every single day uh, we have 1300 people men women and children that are taking showers every day and need toiletries most of the people that come in from the front doors are just worrying what they have. Maybe they have a little satchel of some clothing, but they have no toiletry items. And so it's great. You know, hairsprays, combs. Uh, go to your go to your supermarket or maybe one of the big store, bigger stores. Get the BOGOs. You know, get a toothbrush for someone in your family, toothbrush for someone who's in need. Uh, little bars of soap. You know, it's a lot of times if you go to hotels and you don't break open those small bars of soap, those are excellent. <laughs> because they, you know, they're not lumpy and they're not big. They're great, those little vials of shampoo. Please don't put opened items into them because that makes the person receiving them feel second class. So that's our mission, our mission Hope Hygiene Drive. And then there's other ways to get involved. Volunteer, come down, help serve meals, uh, teach a class. Get involved with our children, uh, help become a mentor. We have different groups you can become involved in, our cover girls and our um, uh, um, girlfriends for girlfriends or our 
home run for the homeless and so on. There's so many different ways. Or you can even, as the new year is here, if you're going to be getting some new furniture, you can donate your older, gentler, good-looking furniture to our thrift store. We use them into our centers and the things that we can't. It's, it's part of our training center for employment. We'll sell them and help raise money. Well, God bless you. Let's, let's expect the best in 2019. And stay tuned right here next Sunday on WIOD for more Mission Possible. You have been listening to Mission Possible, the good news program on News Radio 610 WIOD. To contact the Miami Rescue Mission or Broward Outreach Centers, please visit us at our website at caringplace.org. Join us again next Sunday morning for more good news on Mission Possible. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as the Caring Place www.caringplace.org.